Welcome to the Beyond the Vines podcast, where I interview local business owners in Sonoma County to highlight small business and grow our community. I'm your host, Amy Ehlers, a mom, realtor, and Sonoma County native, and I'm excited to connect you to some amazing people in this beautiful area that we call home. Welcome back to the Beyond the Vines podcast. Thanks again for joining today. I just love bringing small businesses from Sonoma County in, letting you learn a little bit more about them, about the people behind them. And today I have Annette White. She is one of the owners of Sugo Trattoria, located here in Petaluma. It is one of my favorite Italian restaurants and one of my favorite restaurants in general. It's kind of, you know, when I have like a group of mom friends that we want to go get out or a date night. It's also a lunch. I've had a lot of working lunches there as well. It's just one of my favorite spots with the atmosphere and the food. It's all incredible. So I am so excited to welcome Annette here today. Let me tell you a little bit about her first before we get started. Annette descended from Italian immigrants and is committed to upholding Italian culture here in America. Being the first generation Italian American, the art of making various pastas has been passed down from her nona, Anita Pizzuti, her grandfather, who was the cheesemaker for Sorrento Cheese Company after migrating to the U.S., and her uncle, who cured his own meats and made wine in his basement. So amazing to me. Um, Her mother was responsible for passing down dishes without a single written recipe because ingredients would change by the season or by what was available in the moment. Annette would ask, how much? And her mother would reply, until it tastes right. She would say, when is it ready? And her mother would say, when it feels right. She learned many of these skills starting at a very young age in the many kitchens of her family's restaurants and preparing food for the traditional afternoon Sunday family gatherings. I love that so much. Um, Annette also followed her other passion for checking the world off her bucket list one adventure at a time and now has created a second career as a traveler. She is the author of the book Bucket List Adventures and the creator of the award-winning blog Bucket List Journey. And with that, I am so excited to introduce you to Annette. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. That was a mouthful. (laughs) I know, and I I still have a little bit of coffee, like, going. <laughs> well, I am so excited to have you here. And for people, I think your restaurant is like a staple of Petaluma. Thank you. Yeah, which is so impressive. I'm happy to hear you're such a good customer. Thank oh, I, I, I do eat there quite often. It <laughs> doesn't help that you're like walking distance from my office. Yes. It's not very helpful. So, um, so getting started, can you tell us a little bit about the background of Sugo? Um, how did you decide to open a restaurant here in Petaluma? All of that. Um, the story basically is that I come from a long history of restaurateurs in my family. And so my family has owned a dozen restaurants around Marin and Petaluma and Sonoma County. And my mom has opened probably 10, maybe. And she had opened Sugo. Wow, that's amazing. Many years ago. And my husband and I were living in Arizona and she was going to retire she never ended up retiring. But she <laughs> said she was going to retire and sell it. And she had asked if we wanted to move back wow. to Petaluma and buy Sugo. Yeah. That's amazing. And that was almost 17 years ago. That's How long has Sugo been here? Yeah, it'll be 17 years in September. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. A long time. That is a long time. <laughs> and for you to be still so popular, too, after yeah. that many years, that really speaks to your food and your service and your Thank atmosphere. You. Yeah. Especially, I mean, and I'm sure we'll touch on this a little bit, but the pandemic, you really did a great job of making things work during that. Yeah. There were many days where I would pick up bruschetta in the parking lot. <laughs> Thank you for that, too. You cannot have the bruschetta trio. You kept us going through COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think we probably did. Yeah. We ate a lot of it. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, what sets Sugo apart from other restaurants in the area, and what makes your Italian cuisine so unique? 
Um, I mean, we have so many great restaurants mm-hmm. in the area, so I don't want to say it totally sets us apart. But I think what makes us unique, like for Italian food, is mm-hmm. we kind of blend the Italian tr- traditions that I grew up with and kind of wine country values too. So we kind of make a blend of both things. Like we do Italian wines plus Napa and Sonoma mm-hmm. wines and, and those sort of things. Um, I also think that we try to be not a place that people will come to once a quarter or once every few months, but a place that they would want to come to once a week, you know, right. like a little bit casual, yep. um, but still have good food at a reasonable price. So I think that that's kind of what has kept us going all these years. <laughs> that is a really good point. Yeah. yeah. And I would agree too. It is, it's a, it is more casual where I could just run over at lunch and yeah. meet a friend or, yeah. you know, or go out with my husband at the very last minute. Like last week we found ourselves kid free, yeah, <laughs> so, but so, kids are great there too. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. We love kids. <laughs> we also love a good date night without them. Sorry, kids. <laughs> but I think that's what's so great is that people come in and they come right from the gym mm-hmm. and their gym yes. there and that's fine. And then we've had people come and propose at night. Oh, and it's like, I just yeah. love all that. Like, that is amazing. And we kind of designed it too like my husband and I like to live. We're very casual people. Mm-hmm. I definitely wanted a restaurant where I could wear jeans every day. Definitely. Work. Definitely. Like I just don't like dressing up so much. So mm-hmm. um, those were other reasons. I love <laughs> I that. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel it when you walk in. So you've, you've nailed it. That's such a great atmosphere. Um, can you describe some of your signature dishes or customer favorites at Sugo mm. Trattoria? I think what we are probably best known for is our bruschetta trio. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't on the original menu, just a classic bruschetta with mm-hmm. tomatoes was on it. And we had this great idea that we were going to do nine different varieties <laughs> of bruschetta and put it on the menu. And it has taken oh, off. Yeah. It is like one of the signature dishes. I think everything else is um, pretty popular, but a lot of the handmade stuff is mm-hmm. very popular, like our ever-changing ravioli yeah. because it changes every day or two and we have all sorts of interesting you know ingredients in them mm-hmm. so I think those are two of the big ones that's amazing and I will agree and do you still do on Tuesday nights that uh five dollar bruschetta or is it half off seven dollars seven dollar <laughs> inflation um seven dollars no it was, fine. It was 16 years ago five dollars <laughs> it eventually had to come up yeah. um yeah I would say like the classic is still our favorite but yeah. we always mix it up and then um yeah. Usually like the brie with the the uh, apple we do and the honey, yeah. uh, just it's all so good. Um, so personal question about the menu for me: the panzanella salad used to be a staple. I used yes. to go there like uh, I would work in Santa Rosa and I would stop at Sugo first to go get it on the way because yeah. it was so good. Is that ever coming back? That's a good question. <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. Oh, um, she's killing me! <laughs> you should have had all your friends come and eat it when it was on. I the know. Menu was I the only one it? in Petaluma ordering <laughs> no, it? <laughs> fairly popular yeah. but when you put it up against all of our other salads mm-hmm. we had to rotate it out um we still do it on special probably yes. every other month i would say never say never you okay. don't know what the tastes and how they're mm-hmm. going to change and it, once we notice something on special people are calling about it and asking about it and all that that's when we put it back on the menu so awesome i'm gonna have all my friends call just, I was saying, <laughs> just keep emailing calling that's amazing <laughs> i did have um one of your special salads last week um I think it was arugula, blood oranges, um, burrata, olives, maybe red onions. I don't even remember, but it was delicious. Yeah. So (laughs) I was like, this still is delicious. It's not my panzanella, but it's probably actually healthier. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it was amazing. Um, how do you source your ingredients for the restaurant's dishes? And do you prioritize locally sourced or sustainable ingredients at all? Yeah. I mean, we try the best we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we do clover milk. We use Petaluma coffees and Great. local wines and Point Reyes blue cheese. We do all those mm-hmm. things, but we also have to keep in mind our food costs Absolutely. too. So it's a fine balance. Mm-hmm. I'd say a lot of times it's definitely more seen in our specials mm-hmm. that uh, makes sense. because you know if we're the farmers markets are going we're going to get those ingredients mm-hmm. there and things like that mm-hmm. so we definitely try the best we can while still keeping the cost low that makes sense well <laughs> yeah. and it helps keep the, the cost low for your customers as yeah. well so oh, for that's sure. great for sure that's fantastic i love that um what inspired the name um my mom named it, mm-hmm. so we had taken it over, but she had just named it Sugo, which means gravy or oh. sauce in Italian, so okay. it kind of was just representative of pasta and all mm-hmm. the sauces that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we added trattoria to mm-hmm. it when we bought it because we wanted it to be known as a casual, simple food oh. place, and that's what trattoria means. So Sugo trattoria, that's where it kind of came together. Oh. And yeah. so that was added later. Yes. Because I feel like I've always said just Sugo. And yeah. it wasn't until I was researching yeah. a little bit. And yeah. I was like, oh, I, I mean, mean a lot of people, the whole name. A lot of people do because they can't pronounce Trattoria or they don't I know what it can. means or anything like that. And that's fine, too. <laughs> so we, we can just go with Sugo. Just as long as you come. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, for listeners who haven't been, and we've touched on this a little bit, but how do you describe the atmosphere at Sugo? I would describe it as casual but trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, we like, yeah, like I said, we'd like to keep it friendly for anybody, for kids who want to come in, or we have a lot of like teen date nights there, which oh, is super yeah. cute or homecomings, Aww. but we also have had people come in and propose at dinner time. So we just like, um, I don't know, to be acceptable of all people, but also in a casual kind of environment. Yeah. yeah. I love that. You're in yeah. such a good location too. You yeah. Could go grab a bite and go see a movie. Like you were yeah. saying, I've done like I've done a body rock class with a friend and then eaten back all our calories at Sugo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. I'm like, hey, it's a wash. <laughs> so yeah, your location is so great too. You're really close to the mill. Yeah, um, we got fortunate yeah. there. We have the parking out front, yes. which is nice. So yes. yeah. Very lucky. Um, in what ways do you think your restaurant has evolved or grown in the past 17 years? And what challenges have you faced in the restaurant industry? We have faced every challenge <laughs> that there is in the yes, restaurant. I I'm mean, sure. we actually uh, took over in 2008. So it was mm. right when the recession started. So we had a really good like six months. And then all of a sudden, bam. Wow. And so that was a huge ta- challenge. And after that, I said, I will never put myself in that <laughs> position again. And it was so hard. Yeah. Um, so then when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. we were in a better position and we understood more. I So I think that's a definitely a huge evolution is we learned so much from the time that we opened and the time to the pandemic and how to adapt and deal with mm-hmm. that situation. Um, so that was, that's huge. And I just think like our style has evolved yeah. and the dishes and the way we cook, um, definitely in the systems mm-hmm. that we use. Oh, I'm so, sure. Yeah, there's so much that has mm-hmm. changed while still kind of staying the same. If that, that makes totally sense. makes sense. Yeah. It sounds like the right amount of evolution too, because that's yeah. kind of as we well, you cha- need we to change. adapt, yeah. and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't want to, or you're resistant, mm-hmm. and that's one 
honestly thing that the pandemic did is mm-hmm. it forced, forced us it. to adapt, forced us to change. And a lot of those systems we kept because we're like, oh my God, this is so much easier. Mm-hmm. We never did delivery before. And right. wow, why, why right. didn't we do delivery? You know, right. things like that. So it's funny as a, like a consumer, I'm the same. I used to think like DoorDash and those kinds yeah. of things, Petaluma Food Taxi, I love. But yeah. I was like, what? what is with this food delivery? You know, like, why, why don't we just go get it? And then after the pandemic, I'm like, all right, well, we're going to order dinner tonight. Because <laughs> now like, we're used Roche to it. <laughs> Over who wants to go get it totally now nah, we'll just door dash <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's so true that yeah. it does it does evolve and that you've kept up with yeah. it you did great with your outdoor dining too during the pandemic yeah that was, that really was nice. so challenging mm-hmm. that was challenging with your staff running everything out i assume right and that we were in a parking lot yes. so it was um, a little bit different we were not city run we're right. landlord run for mm-hmm. that parking lot and right. so it was a little bit different specification and rules um so yeah, that was challenging. And the rules change so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, you can serve outside. Now you can't. Now then you, can't. Then you <laughs> have to lay off people. Then you have to hire them back. Yeah. And so there was just a lot going on. So yeah. I feel pretty proud that we survived. Yes, you really did. <laughs> yeah. Did you, like, have connections with other restaurants, too, in trying to figure this out, other local ones? Or was it more everybody was just trying to figure out as the rules changed? Mm, I think we all kind of mm-hmm. communicate. We all yeah. have our group that we talk to and communicate together, mm-hmm. yeah, and try to figure out what are you doing that works. Right. And, and especially when it came to, like, finding products, because mm-hmm. a lot of things were out of stock, right. like to-go boxes. Couldn't find them anywhere. Oh so we gosh. would have to go running around to the neighbors. Do you have any extra? Yeah. Can we buy them from you? Can you do this? So, yeah, it was a lot. That's a lot. amazing. We had that a little bit in real estate, which sounds crazy. But we, when we were showing houses, we had to like – gloves, masks, booties, yeah. all of that. And there was like a shortage of shoe covers. Booties is what we called them. And oh. so it was like, where do you have any we can borrow? Do you yeah. have any? I would order them, but they yeah. would take months to come. And then finally, once I had like a good enough stock to be able to show all these houses, we didn't have to wear them anymore. Of course. <laughs> so I still wears. have like at least 100 <laughs> sitting in my house <laughs> just in case it ever comes just, back. Yeah. 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 I love that you had that community though with other restaurants course, here to yeah. try to figure this out because yeah. that was, that was really, really a huge challenge so what role does the local community play in supporting your restaurant this helps but also how do you give back to the community yeah um i would just Mm -hmm. like they were so supportive during the pandemic Mm -hmm. because they wanted us to survive you know and so they would make a point to come to our restaurant to order to go to do whatever they could do to give a little extra money to our servers so they could stay employed like so it was literally made me cry like it was so heartwarming that they stepped up for us um we do we donate a lot Mm -hmm. we definitely have a monthly budget that where we donate to local communities i mean Mm -hmm. we do i do festival of trees because Mm -hmm. i love it oh Um, yes that's a good event (laughs) that is a great yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so we do some local events and things like that Mm -hmm. yeah I love that. I do think it really speaks to like the power of Petaluma because yeah. it, it is so full of people who appreciate good food. Yep. We have such good restaurants. And I think we all were really actually scared. Like what if our favorite restaurants don't make it yeah. through this? And how long is this going to go on for? Yeah. And what do we need to do now? So I love that the town kind of yeah. came together they like really that. really came out. Yeah. That's amazing. I remember gift cards were a big thing too. Oh, so when yeah. they open back up, I you know. know. Yeah. yeah, that was great too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. Um can you share any memorable stories or experiences from your journey? I, mean, I probably have a lot of stories. <laughs> I think it's more of just like a collection of stories and the things that we have been through over the years. And 
like with our customers, you know, just being able to laugh with them mm-hmm. and enjoy in their moments and seeing their kids grow up because That's they've been so customers cool. for so long and then their kids end up working for us wow. and things like that. And the same with our employees. So many of them have worked for us mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. and they have come to us from high school and then now wow. they're married and have children and I don't know, just to see the growth of everybody has been uh, a blessing, really. That's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How special to be a part of that. And it also speaks to you as an owner that everybody wants to be there and wants to work for you. And it's amazing. I feel like a little mama bear sometimes. Oh, I love that. I don't have kids, so there's kind of like they're my kids. (laughs) I love that so much. And it is true. Like when you go to Sugo, it's usually a familiar face that's serving your food and and feeding you. And it's somebody you've seen there for years. Yeah. So that's really, really special. Very, very (laughs) special to not have that turnover. Over like that yeah. so um are there any exciting future plans or developments for sugo that you would like to share with your customers and listeners hmm um there's yeah there's some exciting future plans that we are not sharing oh, I don't know. <laughs> we're on the hush hush right now but everybody will know soon oh yay soon as in like a month or soon as in a year <laughs> More towards the month than the year. Okay, I like that better. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we got to stay tuned. What, social tuned. media or newsletter or uh, all, all of, it? of it? Okay, all right. I'm going to be checking okay. quite frequently. And uh, it's not that the panzanella salad's coming back on the Oh, day. man. I was like, the panzanella salad's coming back. <laughs> um, okay, I need everybody to call Sugo, by the way, and request that salad. Um, <laughs> so um, coming off the business a little bit, what are three fun facts about you personally? Fun facts. Um, let's see. I've been piranha fishing in Guyana. Whoa. So, and I learned that I'm a super good piranha fisher. I didn't know that was a thing. Fishing <laughs> for piranhas. Thing. Yes. And oh then we gosh. cooked them and ate them. They don't eat like away at the hooks or anything like that? N- no. I, maybe I'm picturing a piranha in a weird way. No, I mean, they have some pretty brutal teeth. I okay. say that. But uh, they did not eat the hooks. Wow. But yeah, I'm not going to tell you the whole story about it. But yes. So... <laughs> That's totally random. That's um, amazing. I let's see. I have a talent for knowing what kind of dishware and flatware and glassware Ooh. is on a table when I go to a restaurant without looking <gasps> underneath it. That's it. Like you can <laughs> recognize that, the brand so or where weird, it came from. And it makes me no, sound I think so it's amazing. Corny, but <laughs> it's a really fun game for me. I yeah, love that because I've looked at so much yes. dishware and glassware, yes. and I love it. And I'm like. Oh, I love that glass. What is that? That's a Libby. That's an Endeavor. That's that's amazing. <laughs> that's so, a skill. Yeah, totally skill. <laughs> um, what is the third fun fact? Shoot. I want to know about, more about your travel blog, too, because I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's really I mean, cool. I have a lot of fun things that I've done with that, mm-hmm. but... Uh, yeah, I mean, we already said that I wrote a book. So Yes, I'm, which I also need to read. I yeah. had no idea, so I loved learning that about you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wonderful. That's amazing. <laughs> so towards the end of each episode, I like to ask, is there anybody that really helped shape your career? Anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah. I mean, besides my family, who's mm-hmm. obviously shaped my career and who I am today, mm-hmm. um, I worked for a company in Arizona called Fox Restaurant Concepts. They were a boutique restaurant group, and I worked there for a few years. And my boss, Mike Giaveras, mm-hmm. uh, he really helped me understand the business side mm-hmm. of running restaurants. Like, my mom really taught me about the grind and I don't the mom-and-pop style of it. Right. And I went and worked there. They had systems mm-hmm. and different uh, 
strategies and I learned so much there and I feel like that's one of the reasons we actually decided to come mm-hmm. back to Petaluma and buy Sugo. Yes. We're like, I think we're ready again. Yes. Sugo's was our third restaurant, but I think we're ready. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because the restaurant industry is so tough. So to have that business knowledge is key, I think. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Um, Finally, where can my listeners find you? Where are you located? Like your address, we kind of mentioned where you are, social media, website, all of that. We are in downtown Petaluma Mm -hmm. at 5 Petaluma Boulevard South. Great. Um, Social media is all Sugo. Well, Sugo underscore Trattoria, Facebook, Sugo Trattoria, website, SugoTrattoria.com. Wonderful. And you said you had a newsletter too, right? Or was that before we were recording? No, no. no. (laughs) We do have a newsletter. It's great to sign up on the newsletter because every month we send out the monthly specials. So if you have a favorite dish and you're Mm -hmm. waiting for it to come into rotation, every month we announce it so that you can come on those days. Oh, yeah. I must not get this newsletter then. I need to add myself to the mailing list because I would be watching for my salad. Yeah. I think you should just call it the Amy. Yeah. Does that work? <laughs> thank you so much for coming thank on you. today, taking thank time you. out of your day. I really appreciate yeah, it. So thank, thank you. you. And thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like and subscribe. Learn more about Sonoma County and all that we have to offer here.